0: Uh, well, it was wide, like, you know. I don't know how many thousand people were, were, were here. I'd say every one of them thought it was wide, except the umpire. But anyway, so sure, look, that's what happens when you, you know, when a way of grounds, you don't intend to get praise
1: Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your
2: flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I'm delighted to say Tommy Walsh is back because the hurling is back this weekend. Tommy, good morning to you. How are you?
1: Yeah, good morning, Ger. Good morning, Shane.
2: How excited are you about the return of the league? Is it, is it like full bore? Yes, finally, Intercounty Action is back. Or are you like, ah, not quite there. What are you what's, how, how high up is the Tommy Doyle?
1: Yeah, well, listen, it's the, the joy of the, the split season, I suppose, Jerry. We haven't seen championships since last July. Um, I was at the Kenny Blade off the of the Welsh Cup over in Callan. Full house over in Callan there the first or second week of January. Um, went over to Rat Downey then they were playing Leash in the next round nearly a full house again over from Rat Downey now, I missed the 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 one under the lights at something else on on the Saturday night but you know a sold out game below for a Welsh Cup final 14,000 people in below in Wexford Park like it's I think it's really after working out so far Listen, this was we reviewed year after year but the split season seems to be after working regards you know encouraging people to go to the games encouraging people to follow Dider County the Razzmatazz that's going with, there was fireworks and everything down in Wexford Park. So listen, I think so far, so good. Everyone's really excited. You know, you're fresh. It's so long since you've seen these inter-county guys. Like, looking at the National League starting this weekend, the six new managers uh, in the Liam McCarthy Cup, as far as I can see. Like, it, there's massive change. There's two managers, Wexford and Galway, they're only in their second year. So there's huge freshness in, in all counties. There's huge eagerness to see what will the new managers bring to the game. So I think this... This national league will all be able to find out about the managers as much as the players.
2: I was definitely uh, of the view in in recent years that the league had completely diminished in terms of responsibility and um, uh, or like uh, the, the bit where you could apply what you see in the league to championship later on, for various reasons. But then because this is the first proper year of the shortened season, I do wonder if we need to maybe take more cognizance of the fact that. If things go badly early, it's much more difficult for you to get it back on track. There's still some room for you to get it back on track and obviously Munster and Leinster Championship is all that matters when the end of the year that's what we'll be talking about. But if if you don't start well, it's going to be hard to recover.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. Do we agree with that, Um I, I would say maybe in past years, before their own Robin, that may be the case. But like you say, you look at Watford and Cork, they in last year's league final. And... Um, you know, I didn't go too well for me in the summer really, like Watford only won one game out there round robin after winning the league and winning it convincingly. Um but what I do think is it's all about finding players. Like listen, I, I understand what you're saying. If you're going through a bad run, you've no players, I suppose, showing up their hands that pick me for a championship, then you're starting to get worried. But well, if you're only winning, losing a match be a pint or two, but you find a new corner forward you find new centre forward or two or three players maybe that were out of farm last year suddenly building that, that rich vein of farmer, their confidence is back, their mojo is back well then you're going places so I think the league now is probably more important to find players and not necessarily win but I agree with you on that point maybe you know your, your farm is maybe if you start off poorly maybe it's going in the right direction up towards the top but I don't think that if you have a bad start in the league that will have much of an impact on championship because there's two different groups like you look at a Division 1 you have Antrim, to Tebrary, Leash, Clare and Westmead. And towards the second, uh, Division 2, you have Wexford, Galway, Cork, Limerick, Water and Dublin, which you would see is probably a far more difficult group. Yeah. So it might be, you know, it might be easier to get a win in one, you know, and in Division 2, you mightn't get as many wins. And, uh, but if you're finding players, Ger, um that's what it's all about come championship, because you see, um, you go back to maybe, thousand and say the, the 2000s, up to as far as probably 2014, 15, You could win in All-Ireland from maybe May to September, playing four matches. Now you have to play probably five or six matches in in five or six weeks. So, you know, it has changed um, how you can treat this league. Like, you know, when we were winning leagues back in the 2000s, you could have six weeks off before the championship. So you could go, you know, full throttle for the league and you'd have six weeks back to the clubs for two or three weeks to freshen up and, you know, I suppose regain that freshness that is needed for for championship. Parliament when, when you know intensity is at its highest and the pressure is at its highest. Towards if you will say run off a big league now, play five or six games. You know, especially in that division, what division two um, against all the top teams, probably big huge crowds where I'd say will come to these matches. The intensity will be unbelievable. Then you've only a week or two off before championship, and you're not just going into a knockout here; you're going into a full round robin again. Um, just cast your mind back to Watford. What a brilliant end to the league they had. Semi-final and final. You know, they were scoring goals, scoring points. They looked like they were, you know, probably people were saying at the time they were the best team in Ireland. Even though Limerick were after doing, you know, uh, winning three in four years, they're after doing the two in a row. People were tipping Watford. They were doubting that a kind of a shaky up start against Tipperary, although they won it in the, in the months around Robin. Then got beaten in a great match against Limerick. And then just the, the wheels came off the cart. So I, I do think more than ever it's a time it's it's time for time in your run really more than ever. But at the same time it's not like a light switch. You can't just turn up to this league and, and not try because you can't just switch it on. Come championship. But I think it is all about rotating around your players and finding players.
0: Is there a sense? Of, that's certainly a good point, Tommy. Is there a sense though of, of shadow boxing to a degree in the in the league? Because as you say, like in the provincial round robin era, none of the league finalists that year have later played in the All Ireland final. So clearly there's something there that, that teams that peak in the league that don't necessarily carry it on into championship.
1: Yeah, um, I would say, I agree with your second point, it's definitely not about peaking in the league because it's just too intense. It's like nearly a Premier League now, like say if you have six or seven, get into the league final, you could have six, seven, eight matches, then go on and you have five or six in, in the round robin. That's 11 or 12 matches over a short period of time. So that's very, very intense and the ability to keep it going with, with, with the panels they have, because most Teams will be probably picking in out of a panel of thirty. I'd say more often than not to be picking off probably twenty players really in and out for 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 those games. So I think it's very difficult to do that to keep at your, the, you know, the, at the top of your game for so long. So as opposed to shadow boxing, I just think it'll be a time for if you play a player for two or three games, you give him a rest for a, a game or two, then bring him on again. So say if you have twenty players in your mind to start come championship, you know you might be playing so many of them together with some of the subs, then you switch it around. So they're kind of, you know, you don't play all the strong lads together in one match, then bring on all the subs, uh, Shane, in, in the next match, and then they get beat. I would say kind of mixing and matching, really.
2: It's a brand new era for Kilkenny. What is the feeling like when you're at those matches in, in Callan? Um, what are people excited about? What are they a bit apprehensive about? What's the, the general vibe around the place?
1: Yeah, I suppose, sure, The big question is, uh, like Cody's gone after so long, he won eleven All Ireland finals, uh, All Ireland championships. He won numerous Leinster championships, numerous uh, Welsh cups, like he leagues. He, you know he won it all. And this is a new era. Like you are talking about, you know, after Miko went, after Alex Ferguson went, um, you know, after Jim Gavin went. Like, what's going to happen when these great managers leave? And listen to Kenny, they're after putting a good guy in there, like uh, uh Gerald. Like you know the saying in sport, like. Uh, nice guys finish last I never agreed with that Um, I think they come in all shapes and forms like winners, they have characteristics that are probably common between them all and one of them is especially as a manager, that you can inspire players just to believe and that you want to be champions Whether if that's in Ireland, that's when the Leinster Championship League and All-Ireland it's to inspire the players that they believe, maybe they could come from a junior club or an intermediate club, that they're good enough to play um, at the top level, the elite level of sport because this is as elitist uh, as professional sport is now. They're putting in so much time. They're seven days a week now, chair. And Derek Ling has that and he's a huge work ethic. I remember him as a player. He he was inspiring in a quiet way. A lovely fella, but would inspire it because he, he was a role model. You tried to follow his it, it, the way he carried himself. And, you know, like when he was starting off with Kenny, he wasn't the Derek Ling. Like he was only after starting to make the under-21 uh, team and he really was only starting on, on the road to where he became great uh, as regards Kilkenny midfielders. And he had to sacrifice a lot, you know, career-wise. He was supposed to be up the country. He came back because he wanted to make the Kenny team. And uh, and he did it. So this guy is tough. This guy is a winner. He was a selector with Kilkenny when they won all-earns in 14 and 15. He was a manager of his own club, the Emeralds, when they won twenty-one Championship probably 10 or 12 years ago. He was manager of the Kilkenny under twenty one under twenty team last year that won the All Ireland and they're after losing I suppose the year before and possibly the year before that. So he's made a tough stuff this guy. And um I think that's what is needed coming in because you know the aftermath of, of Brian Cody and all that. Does he have the players? Yeah, I think he does. You know, he'll have seven or eight Ballyhail lads come back into into play. Keen Kenny had a great year last year. I was watching him over in, in Callan and again in um In Rat Downey, actually the thing was just Rat Downey he was playing. He's gone huge. He's a small guy. Mickey Comfort is the strength and conditioner guy there, Jared at the moment. And he's putting in huge work the last couple of years. The guys are gone, you know, and you have to buy into the modern game. These guys are gone huge. They're putting putting on kilos of muscle. Paddy Deegan, Park, like young and old. They're all doing it. They're all after buying into it. And uh, Mickey Comfort is key to that. They do with players like Billy Drennan is coming from the under-21 team. Um, Garod Dunn, um, you know, young Mile in the Borough Borough have a few lads in the backs, big strong town club here in town and a lot of strong players that have a lot of underage success. So yeah, listen, it's exciting times and huge crowds all their matches so far. And what I like about the Welsh Cup this year was, you know, in previous years they might be playing the under twenty one team or the under twenty team and you know, it's much more difficult for a lad to, to pop his hand, but when you're mixing in the young lad with the guy that has all the experience, the Killian Buckley's and the Hugh Lawler's and Mikey Butler's, then they have a better chance because they're only kind of filling in a gap that might get a pass and drive it down the field or score a few points, but they're not the main fellas. So I think the, the, the league hopefully will be much the same, a mix of, of experience with
0: with youth. Return of Davy Fitz is another one that's kind of got us talking, Tommy, and <laughs> anytime Davy Fitz opens his mouth, we all listen. Um yeah. th- there was an interesting one at the weekend, like Central Council voting against the Marifornia uh, the return of the Mariforna onto the pitch and uh, delegates voted against it. Davy has already spoken out against this. Um, he was saying it's a missed opportunity, doesn't reflect management's need to speak to players during games. Does he have a point? I suppose when Davy Fitz talks, as I say, we're all we're all there to hear what he has to say.
1: Yeah, uh Shane he the reason people listen is because he has won so much, you know, oh. like he you know, he was in Clare, he won in All Ireland. In the National League, he was in Watford previously ten years ago, and he say from 2008 to 2011, he won Munster Championships. Like this guy, Six Mile Bridge, he has won club championships. Like and what he has done below in Wexford, you know, is incredible. Um, like you remember, Wexford hurling was on its, was on the floor, you know, maybe ten or ten years ago or that. Liam Dunn came in, and Liam Dunn was probably one of the single most important um, people. I was. Into a job down Wexford when he was implemented as the manager because Liam on as a player, had a phenomenal market. He was a tough man, he was a, a guy that loved the game. He was from a great club in now Larkabala. When, uh, you know, I'd say they won their first championship in '94, but it wasn't the Leinster club championship that year, but I think that was around their fourth. But our Larkabala became a great club in Wexford hurling after that. But he came from, you know, a love of Wexford, a love of hurling to put in a foundation, Wexford, that listen, lads. Hurlan needs to be number one in your life here. You know, you go on holidays, you go to America and all this. This comes two and three. Hurling has to be one if, if you want to be on this panel. And he put in a foundation of Wexford Hurlan that was absolutely instrumental for when Davy Fitz came. And Davy brought the razzmatazz. Davy brought the enthusiasm, the excitement. And I thought the legacy that Davy left in Wexford, he won the, cha- the Leinster Championship, was it against Kilkenny? It, was it 60,000 at that Leinster final? Yeah. No, huge numbers. And um, the legacy he has left, I thought, was seen in the Welsh Cup final. A sold-out Welsh Cup final in Wexford and Kenny. 14,000 people in Wexford Park. And Davy, you know, had had a huge, a huge part to play in all of that because the, the coaching that's going in in schools and in, in Wexford at the moment, in the clubs, they're putting in an unbelievable effort. And um, that's why people listen to Davy because he does bring huge interest, huge enthusiasm no matter where he goes. He's back in Watford now. He's already said it, Shane, That they haven't, that they won. They've played twelve round robin. I know they got to the All Ireland final there two years, ago, but that was during COVID. It was the knockout championship. But during the, the round robin Munster championship, where they played twelve games, they've only won one. So his ambition is supposed to change all that. And um, I think to get Munster will be his main aim this year uh, as a, a building block, I suppose, for the future. Mayor foreign is then, Shane... See, the, the, the more, most difficult thing at the moment is um, you can't hear anything. The crowds are so big at these games, especially when you come to the latter stages of the, the league and championship when the grounds are full. Very hard to, to you know, I suppose, tell players anything. And, um, you know, you've seen what happened. This wasn't the, the club final with Till McCudden and, and um, you know, the Glenn. Possibly if there was a the Mayor of in, you know, he would have been able to tell lads that you're on and you're off. Because I know myself coming on the cl- club last year as a sub, like it is mayhem you know you're coming on and the lad coming on isn't really a time because he's so excited to come on he just wants to score or get the ball and the lad coming off probably is disappointed he's in all moods around giving instructions and where lads are playing so no, oh, maybe he is a point to play that the Mayor of Forna should be still there and I, but on the G.A.'s defence I have to say the reason they probably got rid of the Mayor of Forna was there was lads weren't there especially in the football they were standing out in positions yeah. trying to cut off the <laughs> and that so <laughs> They probably deserve some honesty from the the, the the team and the players as well. So,
2: you know. It's a hard one, all right. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, we'll talk about Limerick over the course of the season, obviously. L- lots to talk about. Um, they've had some addition, they've had some s- subtraction so far, at least for the league anyway. We'll we see how that all plays out. But what about Liam Kyle, a tip? Because it didn't end brilliantly at Waterford, given that we were all saying that they were genuine All-Ireland contenders after the league last year. And yet here he is back in the job that many felt like he should have had earlier. So you know, what's for you won't pass you. Uh, is this the right time, the right man at the right moment?
1: Yeah, well see what all these managers will always tell you is when 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 it co- when when it comes it's hard, it's hard to um Can you hear me there? We Jeff? can, Sorry, yeah, I we're good. still here, yeah, no yeah. worries. So when 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 the calling does come, Jer, it's hard to turn it down. Like if he just turns it down now, does he is he guaranteed to get it again in four or five years time? Maybe when these young lads are, you know, twenty six, twenty seven. You know, you, you just don't know. So you nearly have to take it when when the chance comes along. I think we to Tipperary in a transitional period. Um, like you know, you have Noel McGrath, John McGrath, you have you know Ronan Maher. You have mm-hmm. Carl Barrett. So all these guys are coming to the latter stages of their career. Seamus Tallon, and then, but they're still probably the main fellas on that team. Towards you need the young fellas really to 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 stand up and be your number three, your number six, your number eleven, number fourteen, and, and them guys still have to prove themselves and they have to probably show up. And you'd be hoping in this league maybe Liam Kahl, like he will have the confidence in these players because I suppose when Liam Sheedy was there beforehand, Liam Sheedy had confidence in the class of two thousand and ten. 10 because they had won the championship for the All-Ireland. They again won the All-Ireland in his first year back. So how was he to turn his back on them players that have never let him down? And so he's kept faith with all of those players from 2010. For Liam Cal, you would imagine, he's won All-Irelands under 20 and under 21. He's won minor All-Irelands with a different group of temporary players. So you would imagine he will have faith and he will know the strengths and the weaknesses of them players and he will probably try to put them into in, in, into big roles I see Michael Breen in the Welsh Cup has already gone back corner back. he spent most of his underage career in the backs you know so it will be interesting like I was looking at their team for the Munster League not a lot of their players their names jumped out at me that I knew straight away so over this league I suppose we will learn a lot more about Tipperary We
2: didn't even mention Owen Kelly as part of the backroom team at uh, Waterford with Davy. there's a lot of subplots for us to get stuck into this weekend looking forward to seeing how it all plays out
1: yeah, and uh you know, that will be it's probably not as bad when you're a coach. Um you're probably more in the background. But it's it like over in the Premier League and in 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 football now, you have to go off and do your badges. And it's gone so professional. Like it's not just about turning up on your Tuesday night, Thursday night, do two or three drills and play a match and then pick your t- team team on the back of the fag box that Friday evening. Like them day them days are gone. Like and Owen Kelly going to Watford, Henry going to, to Galway, Mia Aldon, who, you know, he was in Tipperary before he was in Galway to win the All Ireland in 2017. He was with Tipperary for two years with Eamon O'Shea. Um, Davy Fitz went to Watford before going back to Clare to win his All Ireland. Like, it's nearly like your coaching badge, Jer, where you have to go off and learn how to deal with physios, how to deal with you know, dietitians, how to deal with the doctors, how to deal with the players. Like, you know, you can't turn up and just be a dictator to these players anymore. There's so much going on in their lives other than that. Their careers, um, you know, and their family life. and So, there's so much to learn in the job now. I think the likes of Owen going to Bob, it's it's just, it's a learning curve, really. You know, and they're trying to, I suppose, learn the trade, really, before maybe to come back home and, uh, you know, take on the big job.
2: Yeah, it's really fascinating. Like, uh, all those we didn't even talk about those Like um, that's why that's why these games I, I know I I get the point you're making that it's actually about making sure at the end of the league you feel like you've got a panel ready to do battle in the provincial championships but uh, it does feel like there's going to be big stories coming out of this and how teams respond to those like Limerick were were narky through the league last year and they talked about it. You know, they, they were definitely getting sucked into battles. And I think they, they definitely learned from that over the course of the rest of the year. But maybe it was just because they weren't fully fit and they were getting caught in a way that later on in the year they didn't. So, I don't know. I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's hugely exciting. You know, Limerick, last year, sure everyone was questioning their credentials, whether they had a the hunger to, to come back or they had a the discipline to come back and, and do the three in a row. And they answered emphatically, like, you know. And it's going to be interesting, like... It, they're going to have, Limerick. are going to have to find players, there. I think to, like, so they're, they're a great team now, but now they want to go to the top of the pile with the Kerry team, the football team of the, the, the late 70s and 80s, the Kenny team of the 2000s, the Dublin football team, you know, the Manchester United, these team, teams, the New England Patriots that are around forever, winning championships, you know, over a course of 10, 12 years, but to do that, you remember Jim Gavman, he who's at Dublin, like Bernard Brogan, who would have made every team in the country at the time, was a sub. Um, you know, did all these players with strings of All-Ireland medals, subs on their team at the latter stages. Because Jim Gavin knew that to win an All-Ireland, he had to keep freshening up, to keep it going long-term. He had to keep bringing in new young players. Like Conor Callan, he wasn't around at the start. but Ciarán Kilkenny probably wasn't at the start, Pat team? but came along then and drove it to new heights again. And I think for this Limerick team, like, They've won now four earns in five years with, you know, much the same team. I think the 13 of the team last year in the 2022 all ireland final, that started 2018 all ireland final. So these guys have been on the road a long, long time. And I think if they want to drive it on for another couple of years, three or four years, um, they, they will have to find new players that they can. They don't have to find five new players, but even one or two new players that they can put in on the team that, you know, suddenly it just keeps it going, keeps it going because as that team gets older, they're putting in huge effort. There's huge work going in the gym. There's huge mileage going on the clock. So that can't go on forever. And the only way that can go on forever is when you have new blood.
2: Yeah. Who's going to be there, TJ Reid or Walter Walsh? Tommy, great to have you back. Thanks a million. Thanks,
1: lads. Best luck. OTB AM with Gillette.